0: Let us remember we are always and everywhere in the holy presence of Christ. Hello, this is Rick and welcome to The Presence Podcast. You are here for episode number 85, year two. And I'm glad you're with me as I record. I'm sitting in my car outside of one of my favorite places, which is our public library. I've uh, reflected on this numerous times for the podcast. And I hope that wherever you are, as you are listening to this, whether you are sitting or walking or driving or whatever it might be, hoping that um, things are good. And I'm grateful that you are here as I share how I kept my eyes, my ears, and my soul open recently to experience the holy presence of Christ. Now, you might have seen in the show notes that this is a spoiler-free episode about the Netflix series, Stranger Things. Now, I have just completed watching the entire three-season run. I was a little bit behind. I watched the first season when it came out. And then when the second season came out, I knew I needed to go back and watch the first one but things were kind of busy and I never kind of got around to that and then just kind of forgot about how much I liked the show. Well, with the third season coming out just a few weeks ago, I decided it was time to go back and watch seasons one and two and also three. Now I'm a teacher and summer is a great time for me to binge watch television. I honestly prefer to read more than to watch. There's not a lot that I watch anymore, simply because I just enjoy reading or listening to podcasts or audiobooks more than just sitting in front of a screen, television or phone or whatever it might be. That being said, Stranger Things is a special enough show for me that I really wanted to devote the time and the attention and the energy to it. And I'm really glad I did, because I think it tells a very good story. And before I go further, again, I just want to reiterate I am not going to give any spoilers away. So if you have not yet watched one or more of the seasons, you can still listen to this podcast and feel comfortable knowing I'm not going to ruin anything. Okay? So it tells a good story. And For me, it is kind of a personal story because I am exactly the age that the characters are. The show starts in 1983. The boys are probably maybe between 11 and 13. I was born in 1970, so 1983 was when I was 13. So maybe I was a hair older than the boys, um, but they are what I was exactly at that time period. And there's a lot that I recognize in the show, a lot of memories, a lot of nostalgia, um, a lot of uh, cultural references. I also think on top of that, that, that kind of makes it interesting is the story itself and some of the characters and some of the ways that they tell the stories with uh, film and so forth um, are also throwbacks to the uh, movies of the 1980s. So there's kind of this two levels of nostalgia going on, the uh, level of the kids themselves and their world and their products and their just way they experience life and also the homage to the many, many movies that were significant for my growing up, my upbringing in the 1980s. So the story does have that personal element. But I think what I really like about it, and and where I experience God's presence in the midst of it, is that it is a story with a lot of heart and soul. Now, if you've seen any of the show or any of the trailers, you know that at the heart, it is a sci-fi, supernatural, thriller, pretty much kind of um, film. And that is the case throughout the three seasons. But what I think is interesting about it is that it really is not the special effects, not the scary creatures, which get more special effecty and scarier as the things go forward, but rather the characters, the way the characters are developed, the way that they have relationships with each other. Even surprisingly, as they add characters over seasons two and three, that they integrate them so well and one of the things that I think is um, quite warm and almost kind of funny I guess is that even in the midst of peril and danger the characters have these moments of, of quite a bit of tenderness where they're expressing their feelings for each other their affection their care their concern um just some of the my favorite movies of the sh- uh, minutes and moments of the of the series are in these sort of in between now you might think it's a little unrealistic right you know they're being chased by a monster and you know they're not you know they're in this sort of in between where you think hey they might should be hurrying or whatever and they have this moment to bicker a little bit or to again express an emotion to each other yeah, okay, that may not really happen all the time in real life. Nevertheless, it is real in the sense that this is who these characters are. And I think the writers and the creators develop the characters, but then it's the actors that really bring the characters to life. And I I think these actors are really, really phenomenal. And much was said from the very beginning of the show about the chemistry between the children actors. And I think that chemistry just continues to increase as they go across the um, the three seasons. And when you're dealing with adolescent or pre-adolescent characters, when, where they start, the characters are gonna grow up. They're gonna hit puberty. They're gonna start having the dating relationships. And, and that is handled, I think, very authentically and very honestly. And and in a way that is um, thoughtful and, and caring. So God's presence for me is in the midst of the story and a story with heart, a story with adventure, a story with excitement, a story that looks to the past, celebrates the past, but also looks to a future which is built on the relationships among these characters that are such... Wonderfully drawn, wonderfully developed characters. You know, we think of the Bible as being the story of God's working within the world, but it's much, much bigger than that. The Church, which uh, begins essentially where the Old Test, the New Testament, excuse me, leaves off, is the outgrowth, certainly, of that story. But God's story is really being written from the moment of creation, the 12 or 13 billion years that go all the way back to in the beginning. And if you've listened to my other podcast, the sub-podcast, The Christ Through the Elements, you've heard me say time and again that it is Christ, it is God incarnate, through Christ all things were made, that is active and creating within the story of creation. And that story, as I've also talked about in other episodes, is also known as big history, big story, which combines the cosmic history with biological history and sociological and anthropological and all of the logical histories. And I think Stranger Things is a fantastic example of the telling of a story, and the developing of a story. I want to close with two sort of thoughts about story and us, individually and collectively. You know, we often think, where is God in my story, right? But I think the better question to ask is, where am I in God's story? And the bigger question, if we think of church, the we of the following of Christ in the world it's not a matter of asking what is the church's mission that god wants it is rather how does the church fit into god's overall mission so not what is the mission of the church it is what how does the church fit into god's overall mission So what do you think about story? Have you seen Stranger Things? Does this make you more interested in watching it if you haven't seen it yet? What do you think of that story and the characters? And how about your own story and how you experience in your own life this idea of story? And how about that question? Where is God in your story? Not where is God? Not that question, where is God in your story? But where are you in God's story? As always, thank you so much for listening. Blessings and peace.